The Chicago Bears lost their eighth game in a row Saturday, which ties a franchise record. We're going to talk about some of the takeaways from that game, both positive and negative, what the Bears can do to build off on it. But it seems like now as well, the first overall pick isn't necessarily out of touch for the Chicago Bears. We're going to break that all down, talk about it and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So it's been a tough season, a rough season for many of us, and especially those that absolutely love this team. And it was rough. You know, the, the Bears showed some flashes, especially in that first half against the Bills, more than I was expecting. But the game pretty much went the way that most fans expected it to do. Just when you look at one of the best teams in the NFL versus one of the worst teams in the NFL. But I want to talk about some of my takeaways from this game. And the first one that I'm going to talk about, and this is a player that we have labeled Dropsy Jones here at Chicago Bears Central, and that's Velius Jones who he had two catches for 52 yards, had a 44-yard reception um, that, you know, it, it was his best game as a pro, was it from Velius Jones. And I did want to spend that, start, start start this episode off just talking about that because it, he did look, you know, solid. It was his best. We, we have major injuries to the wide receiver core. We're missing a lot of pieces there, and we needed people to step up. And while, yeah, the Bears didn't get the win, our offensive game in general didn't look the best, he did look way better than what he has looked in other opportunities. Now, staying with the offensive side of it, also got to give it, give props to David Montgomery, who just came in and and just played. He did his thing. The running game as a whole didn't look to the way that we expect the running game to look. We averaged over 180 yards per game. We got 91 yards in that game, and that's when you when you face a tough defense, you have injuries to the offensive line, things like that. It's 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 you know it's gonna it's gonna play off for you. David Montgomery though, he had 84 uh, total yards from scrimmage, 62 yards on 16 carries. And 22 yards on four passes to David Montgomery. He had a ball out night. Now, on the flip side of that, Khalil Herbert did not make the impact that, that you know, I kind of expected Khalil Herbert to come back and make now. Maybe that was me putting too much expectations on a player who had missed that much time. Um, but, you know, he didn't look, he just didn't look himself, right? And that's to be expected. And like I said, I can hold myself accountable for that. Maybe I had too much expectations on Khalil Herbert considering how long he was gone, but he didn't look good at all. But, Another thing that did not look good, the Bears' offensive line. Considering we were down Tevin Jenkins and Cody Whitehair, um, it felt it. Uh, we struggled in both pass pro and run pro in this game. And at the end of the day, just we didn't. the offensive line failed us. And that was one thing that we expected. Now, Justin Fields only sacked twice in that game. They, they, with the sacks that they've given up at times this season, I'll take it. But, you know, the offensive line just did not look good. And we're going to go as we're talking about offense. Let's go to the offensive coordinator, Luke Getze. He went back to it's, – it's such a – hot and cold thing with the offensive coordinator, Luke Getze. There are some games in which his play calls, and he still had some play calls in this game that were great. But when you look at, like, the, the pass to Kyler Gordon and then us getting down into the red zone and then three run plays after that, and then we fail to get a first down, like, it just, some of the times with Luke Getze, it's just, it's it's really mind-boggling how different he can look on any given day as, a, as an offensive coordinator. Sometimes his play calling is is immaculate. Sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes it goes back and forth within the same drive. And it. The, this is what I do, right? And mu as much as I have said and talked about how this team, some, some players deserve to get a look at what they look like with a better overall unit around them. I can't wait to see what Luke Getze looks like with more weapons, hopefully better health overall as well. What he does as an offensive coordinator. I know that there are some Bears fans that are just over Luke Getze because of some of the head scratching things he does at times. 
And I can completely understand that. But I do think with, with better overall weapons, a better overall offense, and just a better vibe coming into the season, that Luke Getze is going to be a pretty darn good offensive coordinator. It remains to be seen if he's going to be a great offensive coordinator, if he's just going to be a good offensive coordinator. We'll see with that. But his play calling did leave much to be desired in the game on Saturday. And I really just looked at a lot of those plays and just like, hey, man, what is this? Now, again, they're facing a formidable defense that was much better. And, you know, things like that play a part in it as well. But overall, Luke Getze just, he left a lot to be desired to me in that game as, as a play caller. And hopefully that continues. Uh, well, that it fixes itself over the course of the season when we add more weapons to this team. Let's get into the defensive side of the ball. Nicholas Morrow had a game. Now, while the absence of Jack Sanborn was felt, and this is, again, why, you know, getting a, a, a impact player like Jack Sanborn and what he's been for this Bears team as an undrafted rookie has been huge. We did feel what it was like not to have a playmaker like Jack Sanborn out there, but Nicholas Morrow stepped in and made a bunch of good plays in this game. He was probably the best player on that front seven that had the best outing in a game where the front seven struggled overall, but he had a really good one. Intercepted Josh Allen as well. So, you know, Nicholas Morrow definitely had, the, I think, the, one of the best impacts on the defensive side of the ball as anyone. And on the flip side of that as well, let's talk about Kyler Gordon, whose season is just, this back half of the season has been so much better for him um, overall as a player. And just, you know, seeing it, some players, some fans had wondered if he was going to be a bust or something like that. Kyler Gordon is really starting to round out into a damn good cornerback. I do think he should stay on the outside. That's where I feel with him. But other than that, Kyler Gordon has, has put together an okay season as a rookie. I don't want to call it good. It definitely hasn't been bad either. It definitely hasn't been great. He's showed some flashes of greatness. And I hope with the offseason with him, you know, just coming in with a little bit more seasoning on him as well, he just, we see this version of Kyler Gordon for a whole season because if he, if we do, man, is he going to be a playmaker for us. Our run defense, though, flip side of that, was, was terrible. I'm trying not to curse as much on the podcast. Our run defense was trash. They, they could have done anything they wanted against us, and it was what it was in that, in that case. This Bears team left much to be desired on the defensive end of the ball. And like I said, that front seven largely underperformed. Well, can we say underperformed? Because they haven't been good for the most part of the season. But, you know, with that being said, it just it left a lot to be desired for this team on that side of the ball overall. I do think, again, we know that this team's going to improve. They have a chance to draft a generational uh, offensive lineman with their, with their first uh, pick. And we'll see what they do. Um, but, yeah, like I said, defense, one of the biggest defensive takeaways is that Jack Sambor was definitely missed. Uh, Kyler Gordon is starting to round out into, into a very good player for the Chicago Bears, and I can't wait to see where this continues to develop at. Now, with that being said, the Bears have lost eight games in a row. They tied their franchise record. We very well could hit 10 losses in a row by the end of the season, and if we do so, if we're able to do so, we could very well find ourselves with the first overall pick. The Houston Texans won another game. So if they win one more, the Bears lose out. We can have the number one overall pick. Now, what does that open up for the Chicago Bears? Why is that important going from second pick to the number one overall pick? A, that opens the door for those that want to see the Bears trade down and get more draft pick. It opens the door for more options for that. Now, the Bears still could go as low as number seven right now if they were to win out and the other teams were to lose, things like that. But considering the play of this team, considering what we have left on the, on the roster as well, I mean, on the, on the schedule as well, it's, it's more likely than not the Bears are probably going to lose out. And for many Bears fans, we kind of see the writing on the wall that the tank may be in. So saying this is like, what are the chances? Now, the Houston, did I say the Houston Rockets, the Houston Texans um, do have an opportunity 
um, to still hold on to the number one pick. It's not, nothing's for sure yet. The Bears would have to lose out. The Texans would have to win at least one more game for that to happen. Now, the question that I'm going to throw around to that is, how likely do we think that's going to be? And if the Bears do do that, how far can they trade down, right, to still get one of these generational defensive linemen that are available in this draft? I, I still think it's highly unlikely that the Bears trade to where they don't get either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. Maybe that's my own projection on this team and my desires for this team and what I wanted to see them do in the draft. But I think when you have a position of need on that front seven that we do, on that defensive line, and you have a chance to get what could be a generational talent, you don't pass that up. Not to say that the, if the Bears do somehow, by luck, end up with the number one overall pick, that they should not trade down at that point. But I wouldn't trade down too low because I would still want to make sure I get one of those bites of the apples and one of those generational defensive linemen that are available in this draft. We'll see what happens with the Bears. Uh, health, still a thing for us. We don't know what wide receiver core we're going to have any given day. Um, we'll see when the injury reports start coming out. But, you know, when it, when it comes to this and when it comes to where the Bears are right now and how their season tends to be going, I would not be surprised at all if the Bears do lose out. If they lose out on the rest of the schedule, the number one overall pick is definitely a chance. It's a chance, man. And I, I, I really would love for the Bears to get the number one overall pick. Um, again, like I said, just because it opens more options to get more talent in this door when you talk about trading down, but we'll see what it ends up going with for the Chicago bears. They have two games left on their schedule. Um, what those games are against Detroit and Minnesota, Minnesota, one of the better teams in the NFL right now, 12 and three, uh, the Detroit, uh, lions, uh, we don't really care about the Lions, but they're seven and eight on the season. What can the bears do? Will the bears lose out? You know, I, I, I think. Just going off the top of my head that the Bears are going to win at least one more game. That's what I think. That's at least what I what I would like like to see. But if the Bears end up with that one over that number one overall pick, let me know down below what would you like to see the Bears do if they get lucky and get that number one overall pick. But that is it for us for today. Make sure you're following the show at Shine Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bears Central gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail. The number to do so, 773-242-9336. Get those voicemails in. We haven't had a mailbag the last couple of Fridays. Well, one, because we had a game Saturday, so we had to do a prediction show. But you guys haven't been getting in any voicemails. Get those voicemails in. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear you sound off on your thoughts on our Chicago Bears season. But other than that, like I liked in every episode on, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media.